Hello and welcome to show number 167 of The Happiest Plate on Earth. I'm Christy, along with Wendy and Ryan. We welcome you to our table, where the special of the day is always Disney food. And you know what? I am so glad that I don't have a thigh gap, because I almost dropped my phone in the toilet, but my legs were like, no girl, I got you. That was, I think, the most random opening you've ever provided on this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, after how, I mean, what, this is 167. They're oh. getting scarce and we were probably, oh. you know, we're running into um, dad jokes too. So I thought I would yes. do like a girl Okay. Joke. All right. Well, there All right. you go. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Don't worry, girl. I got you. I'll catch I got you. Phone. I got you. <laughs> So on show number 160, Ryan gave us an overview of his absolutely amazing Adventures by Disney tour of Italy. And of course, his review made each one of us want to add this to our must travel list. And so with that, we were excited to learn that actually one of our happy platers, Sandy, recently returned from an exciting Adventures by Disney tour of Costa Rica. And even better... Sandy is joining us at the table today to share her experiences and give us more insight to an all Adventures by Disney tour encompasses. So welcome to the table, Sandy. We are really happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me, folks. It's so, I'm excited. so excited to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled. And I'm really excited to tell you about this trip to Costa Rica. It looks amazing. I'm excited to hear all about it. So Sandy, will you pronounce your last name for us? Simeonic. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you just hesitate to say it because mm -hmm. I don't want to put the wrong emphasis on the wrong on the syllable. Wrong, right. Exactly. <laughs> the wrong, the wrong emphasis on the syllable. Right. That's yeah. exactly it. So no, well, welcome to the table. We are really excited, like Ryan said, to have you join us. But before we get started, just why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself how you came to fall in love with Disney. And then also you are a host of a podcast as well. So can you give us a little information about all of that? For sure. I do. My pleasure. So how did I get into the Disney bug? Let's see. Um, well, actually my first trip ever was when I was three. And I have to say that's probably one of my core memories because I remember the monorail going in and out of the contemporary. That's where we were staying with my grandparents. Mm. Um, turns out years later, I found out it was because I was crying because it was my first trip away from my parents and it was waking <laughs> up my cousin in the room. And so my granddad just took me in and watched the monorail continuously. Um, but that stuck with me. And then when I was uh, a bit older, we went again with my grandparents. And then I guess my kids were about four and two and a bit. We went on our first family trip with our best friends who lived around the corner. And that was it. We caught the bug because every little thing that happened to us on that trip was one of those like pixie dusted moments mm -hmm. where you're just kind of like, okay, well, we're waiting for our friends to catch up look at that. My son gets to pull the sword from the stone. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you happen upon all those little magic moments. Tinkerbell takes my little one by the hand and mm -hmm. walks her over to Periwinkle and they're just chatting it up at the time. So that's how we kind of caught the bug. Um, we went again 
the year following and bought into DVC. And so we are, in fact, DVC members. We own at the Polynesian and we also own at Disney's Vero Beach because we caught that beach bug as well. <laughs> um, and if anybody who knows anything about DVC, there's a, a term we use. It's called adenitis and it is strong. <laughs> it I is know a... it well. I know <laughs> it well. <laughs> And so that started kind of the, the the Disney bug within our family. So we we like to go at least once or twice a year for a lengthy trip so that we can really take our time and ease into our time in the parks and our time at the different resorts that we're visiting, whether it be at the beach or other destinations. Um, and then the, uh, the podcasting kind of came up uh, during the pandemic, a little bit before. Um, the My DVC Points podcast was looking for people to volunteer and help out with the production. And I kind of raised my hand and I said, hey, I can help out with show notes. And it just kind of grew from there. I became a producer on the show, um, doing a lot of our resort series. So um, on like Animal Kingdom Lodge and we'll do Olani and, and that sort of stuff where we kind of go and break down the resorts into points charts and the amenities and all that fun stuff. So I kind of do those multi-member um production shows that's my specialty and then from there we have our live show that's on Sunday nights and so Christy has been a guest often on that whenever we need to talk food which is great yes um and so that's kind of my podcasting background right there and the team over at the my dvc points podcast is just amazing we're like a big family there's a bunch of us that are co-hosts for the live show including chad pennycuff who started the show um way back when and uh you know we're, we're just a, a great bunch of friends and we it really shows when we get together on those sunday nights and it also shows in our our podcast shows as well and i will say if you are if you are thinking about dvc one do it um but two <laughs> if you need any education the my dvc points podcast has some really good one-on-one shows where they just break everything down and and you're you're gonna you're gonna learn you're going to learn what might be best for your family, how to do it, you know, to, to fit you. And, you know, DVC is a life changer for Disney fans. It is indeed. It is. Cause you go from that mentality, that mentality of scarcity to that mentality of plenty, right? Because you're yep. going back, duh, yep. I'm going back, you know, I'll be back. It's no problem. So you, you really relax into those vacations a little bit more and relax into experiencing all those little magical moments that people maybe just zoom past when they're in the parks, when they're on that one and done. Couldn't agree more. Yep. We'll make sure that we include all of that in our uh, show notes. So people make it much easier for people to find my, B my DVC points podcast as well. And also, I just want to say that I met Sandy when uh, I was down, uh, of course, Walt Disney world doing some agent training and she happened to be there as well. And so like Wendy and mine's first meeting, we met on a bus. We did. And we just kind of connected and hung out together and make, we just always sat together on the bus when we were traveling around. So it's been um, a great experience on not only um, meeting her on that trip, but also developing a friendship and support thereafter. And some of the happy players might recognize Sandy's voice because she resides in Montreal in Quebec. And of course, is much better at her native <laughs> language than we could ever even come close to. Oh, we're so sorry, Sandy. We are so sorry. <laughs> I, I can't do apologize read the enough. Menus. 
So sometimes when we, I mean, this one wasn't so bad because it was mostly all beignets and we were, we thought, okay, well, we can say that, but when it comes to the nitty gritty and the tricky stuff, we reach out to Sandy and she happily obliges in pronouncing those things correctly for us. So thank you again for doing that. Always fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get down to what we really want to have you on the show for. And that of course is your adventures by Disney trip to Costa Rica and Disney's little blurb about it says this tour promises to unveil the mysteries of nature at its most beautiful as you explore the verdant rainforest, breathtaking coastline, rugged mountains, and exotic wildlife of this Central American paradise on the Adventures by Disney Costa Rica family vacation. Now on yours, it was uh, strictly, it was adults only, Mm -hmm. but they did talk to you, of course, about what families would have um, been provided for as far as other options. So that was great. So in that little blurb, did it encapsulate everything that you experienced? Totally. I was (laughs) taken aback by this trip in general, just by the beauty. I wasn't expecting it to be so beautiful, so lush, so green, so breathtaking, the sunrises, the sunsets, um, everything was just like eye candy all the time. And only that, but the food was great, folks. The food was great. <laughs> That's awesome. So was this your first Adventures by Disney experience? It was. And I have to say, Ryan, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's going to have a lot to live up to on the next one. You, you know, yes. I mean, <laughs> our we had really, really high expectations. In fact, you know, not on the podcast, but just in chatting with Wendy and Christy, I'm like, you know, I'm really afraid that my that it's not going to live up to the expectations that I have and it it surpassed them. But yeah, it set our first experience at the bar so high that I I don't know how it's going to get better, but boy, I'm willing to try. <laughs> and not only that, but do you not want to go like you, you really don't want to go anywhere in the world without just being on an ABD at this point, I, right? Like I don't, I don't know if yeah, you feel that way. I I think, you know, my wife and I always kind of talk about what if when it comes to travel. And about six months ago, we're talking about upcoming trips. And I'm like, but you realize there's a problem because there's this there's a storm coming in our travel life called ABD. Because <laughs> once we go on one, we're going to that's how we're going to want to travel. And um, and I think that's that's played out in a couple of conversations since. So my difficulty on this one actually was I have a 10 and a 13 year old. And the whole time that we were on the trip, my husband and I, we were kind of like, Oh, the kids would have loved this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kids would have adored this. Oh, could you imagine the kids seeing this monkey? It would have been awesome. So that aspect of it, I have to say, was a little bit more difficult for us to manage. Yeah, on the adults my wife has that guilt. I, I can, I can push through. Yeah, my husband with, was fine with, to push yes, through as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only child in me. Oh, they're okay. That's fine. Right. Oh, That's I like it. that. That's good, Ryan. <laughs> Well, let's just start off, of course, day one, where you fly into San Jose, and we know that the first day is really just like the initial, let's get together, meet everybody, your guides, and things like that. So give us a a quick overview about where you were in San Jose, and then how they got the group together, and then your first dining experience. So we were actually staying at a Marriott there, part of the autograph collection called the Hacienda, Um, San Jose. It was amazing. We loved it. It was just beautiful. Everything you expect a Hacienda to be. It was on an old coffee plantation that was actually still working for portions of it. Another portion of it had been taken over to create a golf course. And I have to say my husband was a little sad because he missed his tea time because it became a torrential downpour. So he would have liked to play the nine hole on the course. (laughs) 
that is something that is uh, very much an everyday occurrence there mm-hmm. and during the rainy season yeah exactly so he watched the rain from the balcony and he was like hmm I'm not going out for my tea time. Um, but beautiful pools, just open air. What we found really interesting about this place was like, it was almost like a maze. It had little staircases all over the place that you could take to different portions of the hotel. And one of those portions actually was where we had our dinner. So we passed this beautiful little fountain in a, another little tiny, tiny courtyard and uh, went up the staircase and they had their reception rooms there. So the first night was actually in one of the reception rooms um, where we had a buffet style dinner. And we weren't quite sure what to expect as far as um, Costa Rican food, Um, but I think they start you off gently. I don't know if you had that experience (laughs) too, Ryan, where it's like, they're not gonna like walk you over the head. Italy is pretty accessible anyway. I mean, so there was nothing that was really true true unfamiliar that first night mm-hmm. i mean it was it was pasta and it was chicken and it was vegetables and it was cannolis mm-hmm. and you know different things like that so it wasn't too crazy and i don't think we had anything too crazy on the entire trip just cuz we're comfortable with italian food right and i feel like every every stop we had every meal we had always had stuff that was maybe for those with a little bit more of an adventuresome palate which we right. do have um and then you could tell that they were also catering it towards a, a little bit more of an American palette as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always stuff that you could find on the menu that would cater to either. So you would always have like a rice or a potato and some sort of beef or chicken or or that sort of thing going on on the menu so that you would feel comfortable with the, the offerings. Um, that evening was great. I mean, we did like the whole round robin thing. What are you looking forward to? You know, where are you from? So you get to learn who who everybody is in the travel party. Um, and then, you know, like you kind of just learn about your guides as well. Like mm-hmm. that's a big part of it as well with ABD, right? You you find out a little bit about them. Um, when we had initially come to the, the hotel, they had this nice little room set up um, with posters and stuff by ABD all around it. They give us a little welcome drink, which is like a traditional drink for Costa Rica, which I'll talk about later in the show as well. Um, and it was just like very welcoming, very warm. And the best line I feel like from the guides was, we're like your mom and dad for this week. You don't have to think about anything. We'll take care of it. You know, like, so that was, that was, and it was true. And they do. They absolutely do. It's incredible. And, you know, like you folks as, as a travel planner, even when we do go to Walt Disney World, we always have like, okay, what's coming next? What's coming next? Okay, I have to do the the Genie Plus for this time. And like, okay, I use that one. Now I can go into the next Genie Plus. And so we're constantly trying to figure out where our families would enjoy being because we know it like the back of our hands. Um, And then also always trying to think ahead, like three steps. Whereas this, I don't know if you felt like this, Ryan, but this was truly in in the past, like I want to say at least five years or so, my first vacation where I, I got to relax because- they took care of everything. I didn't have to think. So I, I was able to relax. You, you know, one of the things our guide said on the first day, because we actually had like kind of a mini tour as our first thing. They said, you know, check your brain at the door. And and they don't mean don't think, don't engage, but you don't have to worry. You don't have to think. I know my wife was really concerned because it was a thousand degrees in Italy. She's like, we're not going to have enough water. We're not going to have, and every time they gave us water and snacks and they took care of all this stuff and they would ask 
questions on how to take care of that you didn't even know you needed them to take care of you with. And yeah, it, it was it was just it, it was a great way to vacation. I thought it was incredible. I wasn't expecting that level. Like I was expecting Disney service because we are as DVC members, like we have been to the beach resorts and that's all they have there, right? That fantastic Disney service between Olani and Hilton Head and Vero Beach. And, and that's what kind of like envelops us into those resorts, just the people. Um, but I wasn't like, I knew I would be taken care of, but I didn't know to that extent. It was incredible. I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, so to backtrack a little bit, so we were left kind of on our own for lunch. That's the time that we arrived. Um, they picked us up from the airport, like they had our luggage already with the porter because of the straps that they send you in advance and the luggage that they send you in advance so they can I- easily identify it. Um, and then we were whisked away to the hotel in our own cab that was waiting for us there. It was just incredible. They had it like planned to the T. Um, and then when we got to the hotel, we were able to explore a little bit, check out the pool and then, you know, freshen up and whatever else, have some lunch. Um, and they had multiple restaurants at that particular location, which was great. So you could either go to the coffee bar, which was kind of Starbucks sponsored, I guess you could say, but they did have like nice pastries and stuff that were, were more local. Um, and then you would be able to go and eat at one of the two restaurants that they had on premises. So there was a sports bar that was open for lunch as well as, um, kind of more of a sit down restaurant, which was also, that's what we opted to do. And it was delicious. And it happened to be mother's day. (laughs) So like I got a a nice little glass of sangria at the (laughs) same time, which is good. (laughs) Happy mother's day. My children are thousands of miles away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right, well, let's shift into like your first real day where you guys hit the ground running. Uh, you're going to move over to the um, Arenal area, which is where their volcano and those uh, really rich lust rainforests happen to be. So um, that you travel there, you get set up in a hotel. And so what was that like? And what are some of the highlights of your experiences in that area? So what I found really interesting was the motor coach actually on this this particular trip. It became like our best friend. <laughs> did you right, happen so to look like, out the window when you were on those roads that look like they're as big as a oh, car but your oh, bus is on it that's a little sketchy I made sure not to sit in the front <laughs> for that because had I seen that coming it probably would have made me more nauseous and I'm not usually mm-hmm. like I don't usually get nauseous so I left those seats up for the the people who need to see up front but yeah it was pretty windy getting mm-hmm. from like San Jose over to the Arenella area um, but you could just see it changing as far as like the foliage has just got more and more lush as you progressed towards your final destination. And we actually um, did a pit stop uh, for like a bathroom break. So that's the other thing, uh, Ryan, I don't know if they did that with you, but they planned all of our bathroom breaks. Yeah. So even yep. though there was a restroom on the bus with us, you know, like they still planned for us to stop, to stretch. Mm-hmm. And at each one of these locations that we stopped at, they would always have fresh fruit out for us, which was amazing. Oh, wow. So like between watermelon and the pineapple that they grow, they're like all over the place. Um, and they had these these cool little lychee type fruits that were delicious. I love mm. them. Um, so there was always something for you to have as kind of like a fresh snack. And then on the bus itself, um, kind of intermittent um between our 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 rest stops and then like having the snacks there with the fresh fruit they would offer us water and different types of local snacks um that our our local guide had actually picked out as his favorites from along the way like so he would have kind of his favorite snacks um between little candy bars and they would have plantain chips and you know like just local fare that you would have as a snack when you were there 
um, if you were going to the local like, um, you know, 7-Eleven or whatever convenience store. Um, but then they also had um, the kind of the North American fair. So they would have um, peanuts that were prepackaged, like, and then they would have trail mix and, and those sorts of things. So that if you didn't want to venture into trying out those kind of more local snacks, because you couldn't necessarily make out what it was on the wrapper that you could then go and, and try those other types of snacks that you were more used to. And I have to say it was handy every once in a while. They didn't care how many you took. It was just like, okay, I'm going to toss this into my bag in case I get a little, you know, peckish at some point, which we never ended up getting. No, I was going to say, get, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was ever a time I felt peckish on an ABD trip because <laughs> I was constantly be given food. I think that they try to make sure you're not hangry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, definitely. So Sandy, did you have, so did you have a Costa Rican guide and then a U.S. based guide? Is that exactly? Yeah. So we had one that was U.S. based out of Florida um, and he had just actually come off of the Rhine River cruise. So their ABD that was on the Rhine River and he had flown back home for a day and then flown down to Costa Rica because he heard that our legendary Costa Rican guide. So apparently this guy is legend amongst all the ABD guides um, was going to be on that tour. And so he had put in for it and he got it as an option to be able to finally be with our guide Fico, who was one of the original guides. He had a hat that he was wearing on our one of our, our, our next day. Um, and it said guide since 2005 or 2006 hmm, or something. Like he's An just- OG. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. So he was actually one of the guides that the executives from ABD when they were checking out Costa Rica for starting um, a, a guided tour there, he was the one who brought them around. And so from there, he was a guide before he was a guide, right? Exactly. So after having done that, they invited him to stay on um, to be an ABD guide. So that was pretty cool to know that he was really an OG. Yeah. Like he was he a BD him. before Disney, that's it. right? He, he was the scout, <laughs> right? Yeah, he was that's scout, great. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. So as far as that, yeah. So we had the the very Disney guide who kept everybody peppy and happy and everything else and just had like super duper personality and you know all that Disney customer service his day job is actually guest services at uh, Magic Kingdom so that you know like just one of those folks um just lovely guy I can't say more about him he's mm. just fantastic and we've like you Ryan you stay in touch with them right over Facebook and I'm Instagram. really hoping so our our U.S. base guy Dusty is back right now at Walt Disney World working parades and I'm really hoping when I'm there um, on our next trip with my wife that we're going to be able to see him because I that mm -hmm. would just be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And they're just so sweet. Like, but it's genuine. Like, yeah. it's just, and somehow they know how to move people along and they know how to make sure that everybody's safe mm -hmm. and keep us out of harm's way and it's just innate in them which is just fantastic i don't know how you train for that i don't think you can i think it's just something they look for and it's born with I yeah think so. exactly i think you're right and then our costa rican guide is actually a, na a naturalist by training so he was able to point out all the different species of you know monkeys uh, there was caimans and, and alligators and crocodiles and that sort of stuff going on and bird species and sloths oh my gosh the sloths mm. people went crazy for those sloths it was they're just so cute. I'm sorry. They really are. And then like we saw the capuchins and the howler monkeys and 
you know, like there was just so much to see along the way, even at our hotel when we were in Aranel. So the, the resort that they brought us to after having done our whitewater rafting, and that was a spectacular experience that I got to tell you, whitewater rafting, zip lining, all that stuff is kind of outside of my comfort zone as far as like travel stuff. I'm not like an ecotourism type gal. I like a very nice comfy bed and plush surroundings like that's more <laughs> my jam so I was kind of a little um a little uh, not scared but a little hesitant for this but I figured you know and and I kept hearing it from a lot of the other people that were on the trip we were like it's Disney Disney won't put us in harm's way Disney won't let anything happen to us so <laughs> you, you kind of like just trust it let's go that's it. Exactly. You go into that with, you know, that blind Disney trust, I guess you could say. Um, so we went whitewater rafting. It was a fantastic experience. But there again, we arrive. They have fresh fruits waiting for us, you know, drinks. We get ready to do our whitewater rafting. And then they hosted us for a lunch where they made us these fantastic burritos, everything fresh. Mm -hmm. They made us this fresh um, what is it? It was like a cake con leche. So they, they have like the, the kind of like caramelly type sauce. That's the, the white cakes in as their dessert. The burritos are fantastic. Um, just all in all, they had specialty, like, you know, local Cokes, they had beers for us if we wanted. So all that fun stuff, it was really delicious. Um, everybody went back for seconds. It was so good like just fantastic and so then from there um we made our way back to where we would be staying for the next three nights which was at the Aranel Cura which is at the base of the volcano like you wow unobstructed view mm. from every single room at this place it was incredible and what amazed me more than anything else and I had said at the beginning that what I was looking forward to was the volcano and even though it's no longer well it, it still is considered active but it hasn't erupted since 2010 um one of the things that I was looking forward to was was just seeing the massiveness of it and it's huge it's incredible and it's just lush as well and so it almost has its own weather pattern because it would happen certain mornings um they they planned it well actually because you know Costa Rica is known for its coffee so each one of the rooms had its own individual pod coffee maker in it so you could wake up in the morning and watch the sunrise with your your little cup of coffee in your room which was great and I would sit there and I would watch the the volcano and you would hear the howler monkeys in the background mm. and I just sit there sipping on my coffee patio doors wide open sitting in my room and and able to just watch that and like you would get up and go and brush your teeth and then whoop there's cloud cover and there's no more volcano left like within a manner of like minutes not even right like, it was just crazy how fast the cloud coverage would shift around it. Um, and we actually had had friends that were there a couple of weeks prior to us. And they had said that they had seen it for five minutes and that was it. And everyone- The entire morning, time. The entire time. Oh, wow. Aranel. And they were there for a couple of days. So the fact that we had it like every morning, it was beautiful and, and you know, like just able to, to see it. So like you, Ryan, most of our breakfasts were, well, all of our breakfasts actually were provided. Um, so we would go to the hotel's um, dining room and, and we would, you know, have our, our, our breakfast there. Um, they always had something that was a little bit more traditional and then stuff that was a little bit more North American in, in their taste and things like that. But to get back to that evening's um, activities, they actually had another one of these group dinners. 
so everybody was seated together. We had our specific time we had to show up for dinner and it was again, another buffet dinner, but this time they started integrating a couple more local dishes. Um, I did not know, I, I, I guess coleslaw is a big thing, or maybe they think that we as Canadians and Americans really like coleslaw, but every <laughs> meal from that point on had coleslaw. Sure. Why not? Hey. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's a Costa Rican thing or if it's just they think we like coleslaw. So <laughs> that was interesting. Um, so that evening we went to our dinner and they started off the dinner with what they call um, a guaro sour sour um, cocktail mixing class. So mix all Fun. And so they had everything kind of prepared out for you, the proportions that you would need. And then after that, they gave us the recipe so that we could make it at home because when we went to La Fortuna, we were able to buy the cacique alcohol that would go into these guaro so sours and they were delicious. Oh mm. gosh, they were so good. So that was really fun. So they did that for us to start off the meal. And then what else was interesting was that they kind of showed us what they would have done with the kids at that point. So the kids would have had a fruit tasting, which was really cool. So they brought out like all the different types of fruit that they grow throughout Costa Rica. They have this really cool like lychee one that that is like really delicious. They brought out like passion fruit and papaya and like, you know, like you had your pineapple, which they are really well known for. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was really neat to see that as kind of part of our dessert. Um, as far as the the main course, they again had like a salad course with coleslaw. <laughs> and then they coleslaw. had like exactly. Then they had these very yummy um, queso filled little breads. They weren't quite like um, quesadillas. They were a little different. And they're they almost like a little like pupusas in a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really good. So we had that. There was um, a beans and rice option. There was uh, a pork option, which was delicious and a really yummy sauce. And then they had like um, also like a, a salmon option. And there was a, a little bit more plain chicken option if you wanted that. But the desserts were so good. Like they had a, a really more traditional type rice pudding that was delicious. It was so good. I don't know what they put into it, but it was just fantastic. Um, and they had that at, at a couple of different locations. So it, it became like, um, it, it's obviously a more of a traditional dessert that they had there. Um, so that was fantastic. And then during the meal, they actually brought out um, a duo. So they were singing traditional Costa Rican songs, which was Very great. nice. Yeah, it was really lovely. But then after that, they continued playing and they brought out actually like ballroom Latin dancers. Oh, wow. To show like oh. different types of Latin dancing, which was really cool. And then we all got a little like salsa or like merengue lesson and all that fun stuff. So that was a nice way to have like entertainment for the evening Sounds in like a it. spot where there's probably not much to do in the evenings. So right. it was right. very nice to have that going on. Um, and then the, the hotel had a, a great kind of layout to it. If you wanted to hang out by the bar or anything like that after the meal, but I was exhausted. So I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, rafting and then, um, yes. you know, having big a big meal, I, I would not last very long. That's mm -hmm. it. And the other fun part we had done earlier in the day after the rafting was that that particular location, that hotel has its own, um, hot springs from the volcano. Oh. so and they do them mm -hmm. in steps pools so like the top one's like the hottest and then as you go down it gets cooler and cooler and cooler so that was fun so you kind of work your way up obviously um so that was nice we had done that during the afternoon when it wasn't downpouring <laughs> mm -hmm. wow very nice what a day mm. yeah no it was fantastic sounds wonderful 
All right. So on day three, from the notes that you sent me, it, uh, you took a very traditional, uh, you went on a the Jungle Cruise. So it was. was it wow. comparable to the, the ones that you've been on at the Disney parks? <laughs> it felt like a Jungle Cruise. The backside of water. Right. We kept like, because there was a bunch of Disney fans, obviously, on this tour. Oh, <laughs> it was like everybody it. kept saying, where's the backside of water? Um, it was exactly that. But Fico, our Costa Rican guide, is a naturalist. So he was working with the, um, the captain of the little jungle cruise boat um, to find all the animal species. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they saw certain things. There were bats underneath tree limbs that they were pointing out to us. Where, like They were like, you know, the size of a bit bigger than a quarter. Like, how? How did they see these things? I have no clue. And he would just be listening and would be able to hear the calls of like the howler monkeys. And they would bring us kind of closer to that and, and be able to see capuchins who are really active. There was, um, you know, you, you've mentioned capuchins twice. What, what yeah. are those? So capuchins are okay. So uh, night at the museum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That type of monkey. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. So they're actually from South. They're actually from like um, from South and and that like Latin America, like that area, um, Central America. So we often see them in movies. With we were told we often see them in movies from Africa, but they don't originate from there at all. Hmm. So, but just because they're so smart, um, they use them in a lot of movies as mm -hmm. the representation of a monkey. So, so to show my age, Marcel from Friends. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, yes, gosh. exactly. Yes. I don't get it. Yep. So they were just all over the place. It was incredible to see how many animals there were. And then um, because we were going through a wildlife refuge on this um, little Rio, the Rio Frio was the name mm -hmm. of the river. Mm -hmm. um, we stopped at um, the Cano Negro kind of wildlife reserve uh, main center. And there they had this fabulous lunch for us, waiting for us when we got off the boat. Again, with a beautiful squeezed fruit juice for us to have when we got off. Um, just incredible menu again with buffet style. But again, um, just like you, your salad service, they um, had like a couple of different appetizers and things like that, that we could partake in like little empanadas, which was fun. Um, and then again, they had like this time, some sort of um, pasta was more of like a fettuccine that you could have if you wanted that and two meat choices, again, a beef and a, a chicken, um, along with some rice and beans, which was really good. Um, they always had something that was fresh and a little different on each one of the menus, which was nice. So in this instance, it was the pasta because we hadn't really had that yet along the way, which was fun. Um, and then they had these fantastic little desserts that they served us again, the rice pudding, but now they had these almost like little um, syrup soaked donuts that were oh, brightly yum. colored um and like a sugar coating really yummy and then the other thing that I found really cool was they had um different types of soda so like Canada Dry and your Coke and all that fun stuff but the Costa Rican version which tasted a little different in fact so it was nice trying those out and they were in the original kind of really pretty bottles when they served them to us mm -hmm. so that was fun very nice yeah huh, that's and great it was good. Yeah, the world of Coke, they have the Costa Rican drink and everybody loves that one. Something Rica. I mean, it's not Costa Rica, but it's something. Um, it's like a blue and yellow. Mm -hmm. I think that was the label. Yeah, everybody loves that one at the world of Coke. So then that evening when we went back to the hotel on our way back, they actually went around the bus and they asked us 
um, what time we wanted to have our dinner at. So the the main restaurant at the hotel, we were doing our own a la carte um, night there that, wow. that was included. But this time it wasn't a buffet style. It was really that you could choose to eat by yourself if you were a couple. You could choose to eat with your family if you know you had other family members with you. Um, in our case, we kind of broke off into little groups. Uh, so all the people from Quebec, where I live, from from Montreal area, we all kind of had a, a nice little French speaking dinner all together, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> which was fun. So we we all kind of hung out together that night and got to know each other a little bit more, which was fun. And we we figured out that we all live relatively close to each other, so we've already had pizza, <laughs> which is fun. Oh, that's great. That's what I love about ABD is even when you're quote unquote off on your own, they're making sure that you're taken care of. Yes. You know, I know in Italy it was, okay, we have a free night, but if you want us to make dinner reservations, we will. Or does everybody know what they're doing during this time? If you want, do you want help planning an activity? So it was, you always felt taken care of even when it, even when it was your quote unquote off time. Exactly. This one I found a little strange at the beginning until I got used to it because he kind of, um, our guide went around the bus and kind of asked, oh, is there anyone that you wanted to dine with? And <laughs> because we're all sitting on the bus, we're, we're not kind of like going over and talking to our friends to see, oh, do you want to have dinner with me tonight? Mm -hmm. So he kind of became like the broken telephone yeah. between people <laughs> saying, okay, well, Sandy would like to know if you'd like to have dinner with them today. <laughs> and like, what, what are they going to say? It was like those no? analytical math tests, like Jose can sit next to Sarah. Sarah cannot ever sit by Connie. Connie can only sit by the, you know. That's good. That's so we got true. used to that because it happened a couple more times during the trip. And I was like, oh, can you go ask so-and-so if they want to have dinner with us today? Like, <laughs> oh, that's nice. He sits down. So um, you've been asked to sit by yourself at dinner. So we're <laughs> oh. going to have you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, the food at that restaurant was really yummy. They had uh, bacon. I took the bacon wrapped uh, chicken, which was delicious. They had this cute little soup that they served ahead of time that was potato based in a bread bowl. Um, I don't know how anybody could get through that bread bowl because it was like the size <laughs> of my head. <laughs> oh, I would love to try. Mm. <laughs> it was really yummy. Um, mm. And then they had a, a nice little dessert. So in my case, I had taken a little, almost like a cheesecake, but it wasn't quite cheesecake um, with a little bit of, um, I guess it was passion fruit. So delicious. My husband had the fish, which was baked in uh, more of a cream sauce. He loved it. Delicious. And so it was really a great meal. And everybody else had um, shellfish, which, and they had like a lobster bisque almost looking mm. type dish with a bunch of other you know, crab legs and another thing and other things in it, which I can't have because I'm allergic to shellfish, but it looked yummy for them. Yeah. So speaking of that, how did they uh, address those issues? I know that you had said that they also, um, they do a lot of things fresh for you right there. And I personally, I, in a lot of Latin cultures, they use a lot of cilantro. I don't care for cilantro, but so how do they do that with a big group like that? And I know that Disney probably does look out for that. So let, how do they handle that? So I love that you brought that up as an example, because actually one of my friends from the trip um, does not like cilantro. And so what they did is they actually prepared her portions without the cilantro in it. Oh, wonderful. That's so great. She had her own guacamole. Mm. She had her own like sauces. Everything was prepared separately for That's her wonderful. to not have cilantro yeah. in it. 
And then we had another person on the trip that was allergic to alcohol. And so they would let her know that this was the option that she could do instead of whatever they were doing. So in her case, they brought her out like a little plate of the different um, fruits while we were doing the uh, the guaro sour, mm-hmm. sour cocktail mixology, which was nice. Um, they're really great at it. You know, like they always made sure that I knew if there was anything that that could possibly come in contact with shellfish um the people who are around me knew that I was allergic so I would sit further away from them so that the smell wouldn't bother me and I would have buffer of people who weren't Mm -hmm. having that we would kind of like rejig our table you know like oh you're gonna have shellfish okay well I'll move over here you know like and that was fine um there was none on any of the buffet menus so that was the easy way for me to have to deal with that. There, mm-hmm. there was no risk of it. So what about great. people with other dietary restrictions or like, did you come in contact with anybody like the gluten-free people or the just other, not allergies, but, but choices? Um, how do they do with that? I mean, was there just always something for everybody? So they always made sure that there was a gluten-free option, mm-hmm. which was great. So there, there was always something like that. There was always a vegetarian option that you can have because we did have a vegetarian that was on the trip with us um i didn't notice that anybody was specifically gluten intolerant on the trip Mm -hmm. um but i know that they do take that into consideration when you're going through your trip with your vacationista Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you guys talked about that on the last show i think you did about how you have in your pre um kind of bookings with adventures by disney once the ball gets rolling and uh, you start the process, there's a vacationista that's assigned to you and they just go through everything with you as far as the contract, as far as the different restrictions and, and that sort of stuff. So that they're very intimately knowledgeable as far as Good. what your restrictions are mm-hmm. in particular. And it was amazing to see how those were relayed to the guides. Um, there were were a couple of instances where I noticed that one of the guys would just go off to one of the people like the the woman who doesn't like cilantro and just go off and tell her don't worry there's going to be something for you independently (laughs) we'll bring it to you when the time is that we bring out the snacks you know like so so for those matters they, they they keep it a little bit more quiet but they do make sure that everybody feels comfortable and knows that they're being taken care of so that was really nice. And it was nice to get to know everybody too at like a more intimate setting for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, like where you can actually talk a little bit more about your families, about your, where you live, what you do and all that fun stuff. So that was great. That's fantastic. So the next day, it seems like you did one of your um, fear factor type oh, yeah. experiences. Right. This sounds awesome. So, and then you had the opportunity to walk around La Fortuna as well. So let everybody know what, with the spine tingling thing that you did. <laughs> So we went ziplining. I didn't know how I would fare with this, but I figured I did okay on the whitewater rafting that I should just embrace this and go with it. And over and over again, we kept hearing amongst all the people who are a little afraid of doing stuff like me, um, who maybe aren't into that adventure travel the way that other people are into adventure travel. Um, we're saying, oh, it's Disney. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Disney won't let anything happen to us. So you would hear that almost like as a mantra for those of us that were a little bit more <laughs> scared about doing the next activity that's coming up. Um, so the zip lining was incredible. Do I think I would do it again? Perhaps not myself. I might opt for that nature walk that they, they were saying that could be the alternative with our, our naturalist guide um, in the future. I'm happy I did it. 
I'm happy I lived it. That's good. But one of the legs of the zip lining was actually 750 meters long, which I don't know what that is in miles, folks, but that's like three quarters of a kilometer. So it's it's pretty, it's pretty long. At one point I was like, I can't see the end to this thing. Where am I stopping? It was intense. Um, I also have a 10 and a 13 year old. I don't know if I would have felt safe with them doing that activity after having done it myself. So Google tells me that 750 meters is just under half a mile. So that's the thing. Their zip lining is actually from platforms that they've built mm-hmm. above the tree lines, like significantly above the tree lines. Oh my and goodness. And you're basically, it's built into the mountain ridge. So you're going over a valley back and forth and back and forth over this valley as the the mountain range kind of like diminishes in height so you start off really really tall you're on a gondola to get up to that top peak and then from there you just kind of take the zip lines all the way across the valley all the way down to the bottom so and they start you off with this little baby one it's like 100 feet long and they're like oh yeah so you just have to try this and we're going to teach you how to break and it'll be fine and so you do this little baby one you're like yeah i've got this no problem and the next one's a half mile Yeah. But aren't you so glad you did it? I mean, so I sure. am. I am really glad that I did it. And I think that, you know, like zip lining was never on my radar before. And I think that this is something that I would probably do again, maybe at a lower elevation, like between sure. trees, you know, yeah. like not quite the intensity. Plus a, a valley, um, you know, a good 100, 200 feet above the tree line in the valley. That was what um, I found a little intense was the height of it versus um, and and the speed. So the speed and the height together made it pretty terrifying. I'm thinking thinking I would find the harness a little intense. I'm not a little girl. That's got to be a little uncomfortable. And I was okay. Okay. Especially after three days of eating ABD. You know, <laughs> well, that's it, exactly. You weigh an extra 10 pounds at that point. <laughs> very true. Very true. They want to keep you not hangry. So. I, I, I remember Steph. doing a zip line at an all-inclusive, and it was our last day, and the guy's like, at the top, he's like, okay, how much do you weigh so we can correlate the break? I'm like, well, how much well, did I weigh before I started this all-inclusive or, or how much do I weigh now? <laughs> exactly. That's a pro tip right there. Inflate your weight. <laughs> right. When you're filling out your forms by at least 10 pounds. <laughs> That's right. There you go. That sounds so much fun. Oh, yeah. That it was like incredible. Honestly, it was incredible. Day. And the views were spectacular. Once you got you mustered up the courage to kind of look around you, it was fantastic. Um, the breaking part, I didn't like so much. I think, Christy, you had said you didn't like the breaking part no. so much either. And it's but the worst part. I think for me, the worst part was is that you couldn't see where you were going. Yes. Because it's exactly. so long there. But I, and then I felt like after you got off, I definitely wanted to go into La Fortuna and find some place to for a drink to calm my Yes, nerves. a little bit of courage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where did you and Tomas end up eating? So we ended up at the Lava Lounge. Um, so what was really interesting, kind of like you, Ryan, is that when we were on the bus, they actually drove us around the entire town square. And the guides pointed out the different restaurants mm-hmm. that they had eaten yeah. at mm-hmm. that they would suggest. And then they were like, oh, we're going to probably end up here. So we ended up at the same restaurant as they did, which was fantastic. And just roaming the little town was fantastic. Really quaint, really pretty, very authentic in its feel. Um, people were lovely. Um, had cute little grocery stores that you could go and pick up like Costa Rican treats at along with um, the cacique and coffee. Um, they had told us ahead of time what kind of coffee to look for. Uh, so that was that was handy. 
um and then like the little restaurant that we were at had you know really nice kind of latin american south american um fair in the sense that it was like you could have a burrito or a wrap or um there wasn't anything that was particularly traditional about it but the wrap was delicious the food was delicious um the atmosphere was really cute uh so we we really liked that that little uh spot and then we went for coffee at a little cafe and and got some some uh, some more of our Costa Rican coffee fill which was nice um, and then it was time to pop back onto the bus. And that evening, they brought us, um, after we had some time to kind of like get changed and put together our stuff for the evening, um, we went to thermal spas that mm. were in an area that was a little further down the road from where our hotel was. And those were spectacular. They were huge, like giant spas. Um, you could go from like kind of really hot to a little bit more tepid as you, you move down from away from the, the, the spring, obviously. Um, and then you could go up to the bar and buy drinks if you wanted to have some drinks while you were there. So that was really nice. And it was, again, a good opportunity for us to kind of hang out with each other and kind of circulate between the, the group. I think that's one of the different things with um, an adult trip versus sure. a yeah. family mm-hmm. trip is that there are fewer people to meet, I guess you could say, on a family style trip Mm -hmm. versus the ones that are adults only because there are so many more adults that are on those trips so think the same numbers between like having what you how many were you on yours ryan we had we had a total of 33 i think yeah including the guides yeah i think yes including the guides there was a total of 33 yeah so maybe five or six families right yeah so you got to know those five or six families. Yeah, Whereas- yeah, but I but I also felt like ABD left it pretty informal. Like you didn't have it wasn't like we had assigned seatings and it was the, you know I mean there were certainly people that we spent more time with. But yeah, you felt comfortable around everybody. That's it. Whereas in this one, it it took a little while before you you made your rounds to like yeah, get right. to know everybody mm-hmm. and and get to know you know even just names picking them up after like when I'm not the best with names so just being able to to learn people's names along the way as well that that was interesting so another opportunity to kind of get to know people we made sure that we had dinner at that location they had a buffet for us there which was lovely um and we made sure that we had uh sat that we sat with a a different set Mm -hmm. of friends on that one than we had sat at with at the um the previous nights so that was fun um again coleslaw i don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's too funny the, the chef comes out and says to make you feel more at home we have made you coleslaw right coleslaw. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, that is too so, funny one of the interesting things though that at the on the bus ride over to the zip lining that morning we were actually put in charge of mickey's care so we had an adventure vacation mickey stuffed animal that everybody got to take care of on our trip and so my husband decided that Mickey was going to go ziplining with us. And so sure. our, our our adventure guide from Costa Rica went back into his locker because he does this all the time, right? Because that, that's his, right. his thing. Went back into his locker and got him a carabiner. And sure enough, he was able to attach Mickey Very nice. to like his zipline. <laughs> How yeah. fun. That's a lot of fun. I'm sure that's the first time anyone has ever yeah. taken Mickey ziplining on that trip, right? Actually, they said it was because every single person that we would get to like the the different platforms they were like oh you've got mickey with you and they'd be like oh <laughs> hi mickey <laughs> that is fun 
so mm. it was really fun some of them were like oh can I take a picture with Mickey like so <laughs> it, it was really it was cute to see actually so yeah so we we have a lot of nice pictures of Mickey with the volcano sunrise we have a lot of nice pictures with Mickey doing um zip lining so we we had Mickey for the day and Mickey you very know, cool nap, that, that is great so yeah the thermal spells were lovely um mm. and the you'll need that was, after that zip lining yes i think that's that's essentially why they do it right because they want to make sure that you're okay for that next day which is long very very long <laughs> so tell us why it was so long because you shifted where you were staying and even though in miles or kilometer it might be very short but the roads to get there make it very long it was and at one point we had to change our our route a little bit because one of the roads had been washed mm -hmm. out yes that so this, frequently that happens this, frequently for this giant bus right yes. like this giant luxury um you know motor coach it wasn't easy for it to get through there um so we we had to kind of change our route a little bit and then mm -hmm. you're like in the mountains and going down these really steep inclines and then Ew, you know that does not little, sound little turns here and yes. there it was interesting yes it's very <laughs> precarious if you're ever on a, a bus i would even say even a truck when you're in costa rica it's just best to close your eyes put your headphones on and just relax <laughs> that is excellent advice yes excellent advice um they did play movies for us on the motor coach which was nice, very nice to kind of pass the time yeah. you know disney ones and that sort of thing which is good and of long distance magical express that's it yeah <laughs> um they did feed us snacks all the time like Very every good. one and a half hours uh one of the pit stops that we did for our rest break was really fun because before we um stopped they let us know that they were treating us to smoothies at this particular location and it was this beautiful outlook overlooking uh lake Arenal, which is a man-made lake that mm -hmm. they built a hydro dam and, and created this lake but it's beautiful um, and we just kind of, you know, waited for our smoothies, stretched our legs, uh, used the restrooms and kind of one of the interesting things on that particular leg was um, one of uh, the group members bumped into her sister there. <gasps> Wait, what? How does that That's happen? Crazy. That's very strange. Her sister wow. was in Costa Rica. She thought she was on the coast already. And they, we just like, she happened to bump into her sister oh and her goodness. family there. Like, what are the odds, yes. right? So a millions to one, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Millions to one. Mm -hmm. And so fun. You know, in true ABD fashion, they will slow down, like when we were on our jungle cruise, if there's something really intriguing, really mm -hmm. interesting, and allow you to take in that moment. And so they allowed us to stay there a little bit longer so that she could chit chat with her sister a bit longer. So that delayed us a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in the process, we found out a couple of interesting things. So um, ABD actually has hubs. So the adventure guides aren't the ones who necessarily have to call into the next location to um, deal with the tardiness that you might experience because of delays or whatever else. They just kind of text into their central mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. the ones who handle all that stuff so that the, the guides can really just focus on making sure that the guests are comfortable, that they're well taken care of, and they don't have to worry about that aspect of trying to call the next venue or, or, or do that sort of thing. You so, know, yeah. that I never thought about that until you said that, that certainly our guides were on their phones texting or checking up on stuff, but for the amount of logistics that they had to do, you're right. They weren't on their phones chatting and talking and formulating. 
Exactly. I thought that was really intriguing to find out about that. Um, and we found out about it at lunch because we were very late for lunch that day. Um, so on the bus, we actually, the guides came around and uh, they had a menu that was preset. So there was a traditional Costa Rican dish that you could have two different types of plates. Um, and then the other thing that you could have was just the standard kind of chicken dish. And there was also a vegetarian offering and you pre-ordered on the bus. Um, and then they sent that off to the next location that we were going to be at. Uh, which was again a rest stop but this location was this beautiful kind of covered yet like they they had these beautiful big doors that they could open up onto a white water river so you 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 would hear the water kind of gushing past the rapids and everything and then there were monkeys in the tree you know like just right in front of us as we were dining it was incredible Um, and so within a couple of minutes of sitting down for that particular lunch the restaurant had been told all of our orders. Um, our guides went around once we were seated and put little cards in front of us um, that indicated to the restaurant that we were having a certain type of meal. And within, I would say, five minutes, we had food in front of us, ready and raring to go. It was incredible how how quickly they did that and how well coordinated it was and how delicious. So yummy. So yummy. But so impressive at how they were able to expedite that process really, really quickly. So, and then after that, we, we ended up getting to our last destination after some more snacks mm-hmm. on the bus, <laughs> always the snacks, <laughs> snacks and water. They want to make sure that you're hydrated and fed. Um, so this really was a full day of travel. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, to backtrack just a teeny tiny bit um, along the way, we actually stopped at a cocoa plantation. So that was mm-hmm. our activity that day. It was really intriguing to see the whole chocolate process. Mm -hmm. So they started us us off with like going to see the different pods and how it's grown and the type of um, trees and stuff like that. Um, And then talked about the process. So it's actually fermented over the course of a week and they change it in the, the boxes that they keep it in to allow it to to shift every day into the next spot so they know how long it's been in each like what day it's it's at at the process Hmm. for that so I thought that was really interesting we tried um fresh out of the pod I don't know if you did that Christy no it's no I I knew better I just because I enjoy chocolate so much that I didn't want to taint the flavor of <laughs> by I mean it's one of those situations where you say to someone do you want 60% chocolate or do you want 100% chocolate I wasn't going to fall for it yeah so I didn't try it mm. how about you so they gave us like the slimy pods as like it comes out and it was actually interesting so we tried it and it's like got a little bit of a sweetness to it and you kind of suck off the the pulp which is interesting um discard the little seed for that you know it goes into the batch um and then that that actually it 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 does ferment with the pod the 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 sliminess on it and everything and it goes through the process until it becomes hard and once it's at that that point then they can grind it up and mm-hmm. make it into to chocolate so they actually did that for us while we were there they mashed it up and we we actually had one of those old you know crank style right. like <sighs> grinders which was fun and they added um cocoa pods along with a little bit of sugar and Mm -hmm. were able to kind of just eat that with a spoon which was really yummy um they also served us some warm chocolate and then also some some true chocolate like it was probably about 90 percent, but like you it was melted at that point and you could Mm -hmm. add toppings and things to it it was delicious Mm. really fun and the the people who were there were very animated and you know 
just fun to to listen to because they were making that whole chocolate mm-hmm. making process really exciting and interesting to hear about. So that was fun. Oh, and that's then, great. Cool. Yeah. So once we got to the beach resort, again, ABD just picks out the most beautiful locations for you to stay at. It was quite impressive. So our, our resort at the beach in Guanacaste was right on the beach, a black sand beach. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel itself has like a very open air concept to it. Um, and what I found interesting about it was that they had kind of an adult pool as well as like a family side that you could go to. Mm-hmm. So if you were doing the adventures by Disney with your family, then you would stay kind of more on the family side. But if you did want to have that quiet space, they did have that adult pool, which was nice. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Again, that night we had one of those pick who you'd like to eat with dinners. <laughs> Popularity <laughs> contest dinner. Yeah. Huh. High school. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Again, we we ended up eating with our our friends from Quebec, so that was nice. And again, some some French conversation and just finding out how everybody was enjoying things, so that was nice. Um, but the food there was excellent. I had like a pasta dish with mushroom, and it was just fantastic. Um, other folks had again some seafood, and and they really enjoyed that. And their desserts were really stellar so I had like almost like a flan it was mm-hmm. delicious turned out really nice that sounds so great. yeah and what was interesting about that particular location was you had the option of either eating outside or eating inside and when I walked past it I had chosen to eat outside and I was boy was I happy I chose to eat outside because when I passed by the indoor dining mm-hmm. it was basically four glass walls <laughs> <laughs> surrounding some tables Oh, so you're on display. (laughs) It was very interesting. I was like, (laughs) who actually opts for this option? Right. (laughs) Unless you're like dying from the heat. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just funny to see this little room all glass in case that you would sit in if you wanted to dine indoors. Mm. Dine in a box. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So your last day of activities was titled Pura Vida, which is actually Costa Rica's uh, slogan. Um, That's how they live their life. And of course it means just pure life. So I'm sure that with ABD, it was a really exceptional day. So it seems you said that you actually were able to take a, the catamaran ride. So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that. And then of course your last dinner, because we're sure that they did something very special for it. They did. They did indeed. So the catamaran, I was not expecting it to be the highlight of the trip, but it really was. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. You know, if you were in an event in an adventure film, you wouldn't have been able to plan all the stuff that happened to us along the way <laughs> on this particular catamaran ride. Um, first of all, it's lovely because you're on a catamaran for about a hundred people and you're a group of 25. Wow. So, you know, wow. right there, you've got plenty of room. Exactly. You're not feeling squished. You're not feeling unsafe because there's plenty of room for you to like be able to be stable in your own little bubble if you need to, um, because not everybody takes to the sea very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fantastic. It was an open bar at 8 a.m., which I found a little strange by my standards, you know, but uh, um, by like the time we had finished our snacks and stuff, it was okay to, to grab a drink. Yeah, kind you of you put, you pushed through somehow. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you found exactly. a way. <laughs> Ryan was thinking how long. Hey, what's the problem? 8 a.m.? I'm like, yeah, 8 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, let's get some clue and coffee and let's start this day. <laughs> yeah. That's that it, a- yeah. That would have been a good option. I didn't notice any coffee. Mm. Mm. There you go, Ryan. When you go, you'll know what to look for. Okay, all right. 
Um, so they start at 8 a.m. You've had your breakfast in the dining room, which is buffet style before that. Again, delicious. They had like uh Weibo's one run. Oh, what is it? Weibo's Rancheros. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And uh, a couple of other kind of staples um that were delicious. Um, and they always had like different stuff too. Like they would have, you know, some sort of like pancake or waffle or you know, kind of more American fare to go with mm-hmm. that as well. And then they would have more um, kind of savory stuff uh, that would be more traditionally Costa Rican. So that was delicious. Uh, so on the actual catamaran itself, we had uh, cookies, like homemade chocolate chip cookies, which are delicious. <laughs> and they had like chips and salsa and the largest vat of guacamole I have ever seen in my wow. entire life. <laughs> I just pull up with a spoon, man. Just pull my chair up. Oh, and, man. Uh, which Christy would be fine because they actually made an, an, a separate little vat, little vat. It was still a vat. Um, oh, geez. No, that's great. No with cilantro. that cilantro. Perfect. Exactly. For our friend who didn't like cilantro. And then they just had like different types of, you know, savory things. They had some fruit out there as well, which is great. Um, and then they did what I thought was really cool and what I had uh, a couple glasses of fresh squeezed lemonade on the catamaran like wow who thinks of that like that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. um so the actual catamaran tour they brought us to the secluded little bay with a private beach that we could go on um along the way we encountered dolphins that were swimming beside the catamaran that were playing underneath it off the front it was so cool um manta rays jumping all over the place like in and out of the water very cool um we had sea turtles wow then when we went snorkeling we had like tons and tons of different fish a lot of dories <laughs> which is kind of fun lots of sea urchins there too which i was not so keen on but but you're not close enough so it doesn't matter they're just cool to look at um and then the private little beach was really pretty so we we had a good time jumping on and off of the catamaran and kind of just sunning and snorkeling and doing all that fun stuff floating in the ocean um and then when we got back on uh that was time for our our snacks to come out and so we we had that on the way back and we paused at one point for a good 20 minutes because we came upon a mother humpback whale with her baby and they were just playing (laughs) and so our naturalist guide was so excited i'm sure they were jumping in and out of the water it was incredible mm. and he kept yelling breach because they would <laughs> jump out of the water he was so excited <laughs> incredible and so we just we just stayed there and that's that's the disney difference like they paused they waited for you if they arrived late to to your docking big deal you had spent that 20 minutes really watching the whales play with something you'd never really see i mean incredible you know. Like I've been to see whales up here, but I have never seen them play that long together in one little area. So it was really pretty to see and and to to watch them and like very moving, right? Because these giant creatures and they're just there and they're they're living their lives and it's a mom and a baby and you know the same way that any mom would play with their baby. So it was it was pretty cool to see. That's very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. 
so then after that, we got back to shore, went for a little walk along the beach, and Disney provided us our lunch that day at the little sandbar that they had there. Um, so one of the restaurants at the resort had a sand bottom restaurant, and so we were able to have that. That had more North American fare, so they had like mm-hmm. burgers and that sort of stuff, but really like good, juicy, giant burgers that you Very need to nice. cut in half with a knife, you know? <laughs> That's and by that point, you were probably ready for a burger, I would have right? been dying yes. for one by then, yeah. yeah exactly. And <laughs> need a burger. Fries. Oh, they had good fries. So that was nice. And then that evening was our closeout dinner, which was really sad. I don't know how you felt about that, Ryan, but I was really sad I to have it got, come to an end. So, so we went around and talked about what the best thing on our trip was. Basically, mm-hmm. they said, what, what did you tell us you were looking forward to? And what was your favorite or what, what, what stuck out to you? And yep. I got choked up. Yeah. And I, that's not me in a public setting. And I just, and I was surprised that I did because as people were going around, you realize, oh my gosh, we did all these things. We yeah. had all these experiences and yeah, it, it was, it, it was a real camp moment, right? Like the last night yes. of camp where you're like, I have been through this really cool thing with these, all these people. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That's a great analogy for it. Fantastic wonderful. analogy. Um, so what was really interesting before dinner is that they put on a show with us with cultural dancers. So we were able to watch Costa Rican cultural dancers. They got up, apparently they used to yodel a lot back in the day for like communication. And so they got all the, all the guys up to do some yodeling. Cause you know, the, the women had got up and done some, some dancing and stuff and you could pick which one you wanted to do. So it was really funny to watch the guys do a little bit of a yodeling con- a contest amongst each other. Um, and then at that point it was time for us to go for the amazing slideshow. Like, how did they figure out, like, how did they take that many pictures with us? Honestly? Yeah. Like it's incredible. And we had the whole slideshow going through the entire duration of the trip. Um, I probably would have cried at that. Just watching those memories go by. I bet on yours, there were slides from that (laughs) night. Yes. And that was wow. the thing that like literally when they started the slideshow, like it was day by day and everybody's like, oh, oh. And then it got to that night and everybody's like freaking out. They're like, yep. there's slides from like five minutes ago <laughs> that they had put in this slideshow. It's it was incredible. crazy. Incredible. And then they airdrop it to you too. So you can watch yeah, it right. afterwards, which is like super oh. I mean, yeah. seriously, you come away from cry. the trip with hundreds of pictures. Mm, it is yeah. so So cool. you really don't have to worry about taking too many. No. That's no. good. That's so good because it, it, it's like having it, your own memory maker. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And and also it wasn't just pictures of people, which that was really nice. Yeah. Our guides would also, they put in pictures That's, from places yeah. that we were at. So if you didn't get a good yeah. picture of this the place, monkey, the dolphin, my guess like, is yeah. it's in that photo pack, pack they give you. Well, that's yeah, just exactly. amazing. Although I did take lots of pictures of that volcano at sunrise because it was spectacular. Ugh, I bet. I'm sure. And then the next day is like the night of sadness. Yeah. Like it's the night of sadness because you're you're kind of hanging out with all your friends that you've met after the dinner. And then slowly everybody starts going off to bed because they're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And like kind of like, oh. Luckily, they always do a breakfast in the morning where you can see everybody and say goodbye. Yes. So that was kind of nice. And then people just kind of started departing. Um, in our case, we had arranged to go back to San Jose because the flights for us to get back to Montreal were much less expensive from San Jose than they were flying out of Liberia. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we arranged for a shuttle to take us from the resort through ABD. So ABD arranged it for us mm-hmm. and drop us off at the airport in San Jose. So that was great. He showed up about nine o'clock at night. Uh, no, sorry, seven o'clock at night because our flight was actually at um, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we had plenty of time to get there and oh, to, to yeah. travel. And this time they used the highway. So it was much faster. There you go. <laughs> Even better. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just an incredible experience, and I mm-hmm. highly recommend it to anybody who is on the fence of it. Like, yes, it's got a an interesting price point. Mm-hmm. I'll say interesting because it's it's pricey. Sure. It's, it's not, you know, um, but but your value is there. I was gonna say it, that's what I often what talk to people about: is are you looking at price or are you looking at value? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because if all you're doing is looking at price. These may not be the trips for you. Yes. If you're looking at value, there's no competitor, especially for a family trip. There's no way that you're going to get this type of trip with anybody else. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. It's it's phenomenal. And like I said, it's been my first vacation in a long while where I actually relaxed because I didn't have to think. Everything was taken care of. And that's difficult as a travel advisor. I mean, we all know that you're always thinking about what you could be doing with this product or taking pictures because you want to use it for your business. So that's wonderful that you were able to truly experience a vacation, especially, and also to have your husband Tomas there, that was probably made it even sweeter. It was, it was indeed. So as a, as a Disney fan, what were a couple of the little extras? I'm thinking of things like maybe pins or stuff like that, where like, they really they really honed in on the disney people like like where where did you see those things play out on the trip so i don't know if it's like this for all abds but ryan did you get luggage sent to your house yeah well it's kind of funny because we actually had originally planned a trip in 2020 that obviously got canceled but we were close enough where they actually sent us the luggage for that trip and so we kind of joked and we're like, well, we're not going to get luggage for 2022. And lo and behold, we did. So yeah, so they sent us and I love the the little collapsible duffel bag yes! has become my souvenir bag. I, I put that in my luggage every time because that that's the that's the overflow bag on trips. Exactly. And my kids too. will use the back sacks for sports and things like that. Yeah, because they're completely waterproof, which is really fun. The backpacks, right? They've got a little drawstring to them, and that's great. Um, We really like those straps for the luggage, too, that they sent for us so that they could easily identify the luggage. And then the other thing that I guess you had touched upon on your show is that you don't have to think about your luggage at all when you're there. You put it outside your room, and it's taken care of that morning uh, as you do your transfers and things like that. And that's what they use those luggage tags to, to do to really identify those bags. Um, which is fun. The um, the other thing that was really cool is we received the pins ahead of time in the mail. Yep, uh, we did too. Every, every day of a, an Adventures by Disney has a specific pin that goes mm-hmm. with the name of that day. So they, they entitle every day of your trip and each day of your trip will have a specialty pin that goes with it that is exclusive to Adventures by Disney, which is pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, amazing. it's really cool. And then we it's had really the lanyards cool. as well for like putting your name on so that, you know, that introductory dinner, people could easily identify you and know who you were and that sort of thing. So that was fun. And our adventure guides um, had out on the table when we arrived a bunch of Sharpies in case you hadn't had a chance to do yours yet and decorate them and make them all pretty and stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I took I took the name tag and put Italy 2020 on 2022 on it, and then put the pins on the Lanyard. name tag lanyard, Wonderful. and that's kind of my decoration from the trip in my office. That's a great idea. I love that. that I have great. to do that. I think. I just have them hanging up in our bedroom for now over a mirror edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good on the too. corner. Yeah, yeah the corner. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not letting my kids have those pins. There you go. They're not <laughs> trading those suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awesome. So, so as I've said on a previous show, my, my family is actually doing this for my daughter's last spring break of school. So it's spring break of 2024. And this has solidified for me that this is going to be a wonderful trip for us amazing i'm so excited for you guys you're gonna love it it really is incredible and and awe-inspiring as far as how beautiful the place is yeah sandy we can't thank you enough for coming on and once again i think expressing really what the disney difference is uh in all of the myriad of tour providers and places you can go it's always wonderful to hear just how special Disney makes your trips and how memorable and unforgettable they will be. And uh, we thank you for that and, and letting us into, you know, your personal vacation, which I know that sometimes we keep very guarded, but thank you very much. And um, why don't you um, let everybody know how to uh, reach out or how to find you on social media? So um, we have a family blog that we do on Instagram called The Magic Travel Family. So you can find us there. Um, that's uh, different destinations from all over the place, not just Disney stuff. Um, you can also find me with my own name. So Sandy Simeonic on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. And then as far as other locations, um, Experience Magical Adventures on Facebook, as well as on the My DVC Points podcast community. I'm there all the time. So just look for my name there and you'll be able to just send me a message directly through there. Oh, thank you. And we'll make sure that we do include those in our show notes so people can reach out to you if they have any questions, of course, about an Adventures by Disney with Costa Rica. So thank you again. It was wonderful. Thanks for having me, folks. It was a pleasure. Are you hungry for more of the Happiest Plate on Earth podcast? We have several menu items you might enjoy. Join our Facebook group, The Happy Platers. Check out our Instagram at Happiest Plate on Earth. And finally, you can savor all things from our podcast at happiestplate.com. Reservations are always open for you to join us next time by subscribing to our podcast. That can be found on all of those listening platforms. And as Remy says, this much I know, if you are what you eat. And I only want to eat the good stuff. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure having you dine with us. Happiest Plate on Earth is delivered to you directly from the podcast oven by your talented culinary agents, Christy, Wendy, and Ryan, each one a Disney vacation specialist, offering free concierge level service, where every vacation is customized to you and your style of travel. If you're looking to create some magical memories at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, please reach out by visiting happiestplate.com and clicking on free quote. If you can dream it, you can do it. And always remember that this whole thing was started by a mouse. Mm-hmm.